Paul, if I remember correctly, you haven't <laughs> seen The Sopranos, have you? I have seen, well, I saw the first two seasons when they were on. Oh, really? Sh- and it show didn't work for me and I stopped watching. Really? The, the no fucking ZD line didn't just captivate you for the next seven seasons? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to live in my neighborhood in the city. I used to see him all the time. Really? Yeah, he's very short. Interesting. Very short. Um, and Will, you, you've watched The Sopranos. I have. And if I remember correctly, we did a mini flicks on the series finale. I think you might remember correctly. I don't know if you remember that at all. I don't, but apparently we did. Actually, when you, when you told me about this and you mentioned that you put don't stop believing at the end of it, that does sound familiar. Yeah. So, so that part of it, it's like, oh yeah. Like now that you say that, that does sound familiar. Well, we don't have a fun musical cue to put for this movie, which is the many saints of Newark. Uh, the Sopranos prequel movie that uh, that came out uh, at the beginning of uh, October uh, on HBO Max. Um, so, um, Willie, did you watch this movie by any chance? I wanted to. I just but haven't gotten to it. Yeah, you know? I, I figured, Paul, you haven't watched it since you didn't watch The Sopranos. Why would you watch this? I think um, it, is this going to be one of those movies where they pull off HBO at some point? Like, Dune has it, a it limited is, shelf it, life. It is off HBO already. Son of a bitch. In fact, full <sighs> disclosure, I watched half of it. And was like, oh, I got to finish this. And then realized that it was like Halloween night and it was actually like past midnight on Halloween. And I think I was still able to watch it because it wasn't midnight Pacific time yet. Oh, and so I like was able to sneak in that last hour from like one to two a.m. Basically to finish the movie. (laughs) Just binge eating candy and watching (laughs) the Sopranos prequel. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. We had all these like leftover like a little like mini Butterfingers. And uh, and some Reese's uh, peanut butter cups, of course. I had, I had, I had, I had a lot of stuff to. Uh, I have would. a lot of candy here to uh, to eat. It's not good, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, and it has nothing to do with like whatever candy my kids don't eat. You know, they have their own candy. I have all like this leftover candy because I like <laughs> definitely bought too much for oh. for you know the number of people who actually came to our house. I thought you were going to say that you were just like an expert trick or treater. You haven't been in years, and you just went out there and showed the kids. This <laughs> That's is how, how it's done. How it's done. <laughs> Like it's some kind of skill that that you can do besides just being a kid. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How was the movie? Um. So, um, how was the movie? It's hard to say. Here's here's what I would say. Like there, I didn't see much point to watching this movie if you have not watched The Sopranos. And to be fair, I don't think a lot of people are going to go into it not having watched The Sopranos and be like, I'll give this a try. But I do feel like a movie should do one of two things, right? Like, like a movie that's like kind of related to like another movie or a TV show like this. I think it should be able to either stand on its own to some degree, or it should really enhance kind of what came before it. You know, like I I think like, I think about like the breaking bad movie that came out, um, you know, on Netflix, I think afterwards that I think did a really good job of kind of continuing the story in one specific way. So this movie, like kind of, is a prequel to The Sopranos, and it purports to tell the story in some ways of how Tony Soprano became the way he is. Like, it's like, that's that's the selling point anyway. Like, that's kind of how all the marketing was for this movie. And um, that's also, like, how they kind of um, frame the movie in, in the beginning and in the end. There's sort of a framing device with narration that kind of gets into, like, this is Tony Soprano and, like, kind of how he was when he was a kid. But the story's not really about Tony 
even though I just said it kind of is. Um, the story is really about like the guy who he always said in the show was kind of a mentor to him, Dickie Moltisanti, uh, who is a character who has died long before, you know, anything happens in the actual Sopranos TV show. Um, so he's basically the main character uh, of the story. And this guy, um, if you know, if you know the uh, if you know the series, you know, this guy is basically Christopher uh, Michael Imperioli, his um, father, uh, Dickie Moltisanti. He's played by Alessandro Nivola, who's like the guy. Uh, you guys remember, I'm, I'm sure there are better polls than this, but did you guys, you guys remember Jurassic Park 3? The, the misbegotten, <laughs> like, uh, you know. Is that the one in San Francisco? Sibling. No, no. It's San Diego, first of all, and it's that, that that's a lost world. Um, oh, okay. No, it's the one after that. It's like the one where Sam Neill comes back and, like, it's w- William H. Macy and Taylor Leone are, like, these, oh, like, yes. insufferable yeah. parents who are looking for their kid. Right. So um, Dr. Grant's assistant in that movie, that guy is the guy who's like the star of this movie. Jesus. Um, yes. Uh, he's not, he's not a bad actor. He's, he's in other things. So I've seen him in other things. He's in. No, I'm not Bug saying that and, to the actor. Yeah. I'm saying that to your pull of. Oh yeah. Sure. That guy was. Yeah. That or the other pull I could do is that uh, in face off, um, you know, Nicholas Cage is the bad guy, although he's kind of the good guy because it's his face on John Travolta's body for most of the movie. <laughs> anyway, that guy, the bad guy's brother, his twin brother is this actor as well in uh in face off so yeah that's the kind of star power we're dealing with here um so the me, story wait, yeah wait, before you get into let me so you were setting this up this is like how tony soprano became tony soprano that's what they say <laughs> is a story like that ever satisfying or a story like there's so many i can think of so many times where like they tell you like how learn how this you know so and so like learn how han solo got the millennium falcon and like learn how whoever became who they are and it's always like yeah that that was great like i it was better i was better off not knowing i i almost right. always feel like right so so the one thing i'll say in favor of this in terms of that is that this movie doesn't actually do what it promises to do. It doesn't tell you how Tony Soprano became Tony Soprano. And that's probably for the best, like for the reason you're saying that it would probably be disappointing if there was some like, oh, this is how it happened. It would be like, well, that's much dumber than what I had in my imagination, you know, which which is usually the way it works out. Right. Um, but also because like if you've watched The Sopranos, The Sopranos actually does a pretty good job already of kind of going into at least psychologically what makes Tony Soprano who he is which has a lot to do with his mom um, and, and, and other things like that. Like he's got a lot of psychological issues of the way he was raised and all kinds of stuff like that, that kind of go into making him who he is. This is more of like, I don't know. In, in a lot of ways, what this rant read to me was like, this is kind of a, a story just set in that time with a lot of the same characters or the characters who get talked about as like the old days, you know, the good old days as Tony Sprano calls it in the show. Um, you know, it, it, here's a story about like when they were young and when they were running the mob and and that kind of thing. And that's fine. I actually don't mind that idea. But what I'll say is that without like like Tony, as much as like it was exciting to see like all the you know killing and what you know, Sopranos pretty famous for all the violence and all that kind of stuff that went on during the show. But I feel like what really made it stand out was like a lot of deep characterization and like, not just like that he went to therapy all the time, but like you really got a sense of like the neuroses of that particular character and a lot of the characters around him, Christopher, another major one that you like learn a lot about like what's going on inside him. 
And you just can't do that in a movie. And you don't get that in this movie. And without that, it's just a mob movie, which is fine. It's not a bad mob movie, but it's not a great one either. You know, like it's like I'm not sitting there watching Goodfellas or anything like that or even Casino uh, for, for that matter, like even like a decent one, but not a great one. Like it was fine is kind of what I felt. Uh, when I was watching it, like it was a little bit like, eh, like I'm spending a lot of time with characters that I don't care all that much about. And then some of the characters who we do spend time with, who, you know, from the show, they're just kind of in there to be there. You know, it's like it makes sense that they're there because like, you know, if they're that age, they would have been in the mob. Like you're like going into the mob is not some like late career change that you make. <laughs> like it's like, you know, if like, you know, people like Silvio and Polly and people like that, it's like they're there as as like younger versions of themselves and it's like but it still feels kind of fan service like they're there just to be there just so that you can be like oh look at that it's him like you know it's it's this person it's that person um and so i i felt a little kind of put off by it um there were things that i liked about the movie um so the the main thrust of the movie and this is something that kind of you know isn't really addressed i don't think that i remember in the show but, you know, the show takes place in Newark, obviously, and um, and it takes place um, in two different time periods in 1968, which is when the Newark riots happened. Um, and that is part of the movie. And then a few years later, 1972 or 73. So you get like kind of a 10, 11 year old Tony Soprano. And then you get like a mid teens uh, Tony Soprano. That mid teens Tony Soprano is played by James Gandolfini's son, Michael. Um, which is kind of interesting to see. Um, but the and not the antagonist, because everyone's a bad guy, right? It's the mob. Um, he's almost a protagonist in a way, because you probably root for this guy more than you root for the the Italian mobsters. Uh, but the whole idea is that there is an African-American who works for Dickie Moltisanti, um, who then kind of breaks away and eventually kind of tries to form his own basically, you know, black mob, more or less. Um, and, uh, that character, Harold is played by Leslie Odom Jr. And I liked his whole storyline. I like, I thought it was interesting. I thought he was probably the most interesting character, um, of, of like the main characters, uh, because it was just, you know, it, like, I felt like you got more motivation with him. Um, and I felt like they did a good job of showing like, you know, kind of, it, it's like a well-worn thing, but kind of like him as a second class citizen, more or less, you know, being black kind of treated very badly like even by the people who like kind of are his friends in the mob they kind of are very casually racist to him in ways that they probably don't even recognize and it really like eats at him and you know it kind of causes him to kind of turn on them uh midway through the movie and i thought you know that was kind of well done and the other thing i thought was well done in the movie was um they don't go to it enough but there are a couple of scenes with Tony and his mom, which are in a way are kind of the scenes you're waiting for, because that is such a huge relationship in the show, even though it really only takes place over the first two seasons, the scenes you watched, Paul. Um, but it looms over everything else because she was such a huge part of his life and such a such a malevolent uh, presence in his life. And so in this movie, you see her. She's, she's Vera Farmiga, and you actually... Um, you sympathize with her to an extent too. Cause, cause her husband's an asshole. Like T Tony's dad is just an asshole. Um, but, um, there are a couple scenes with them that I think are really good where, where you like see her try to kind of make an effort with them and then immediately get all pissed off when, when it doesn't go the way that she expects it to. Um, the other joys, I mean, this 
kind of does sound like fan service, but like, I think, Will, you'll appreciate this if you remember The Sopranos. Like, there are a few times when like lines get broken, like get trotted out that are like, oh, it's good to hear that line. Like, like at the end, like in this fight that Tony and the mom have, like at one point she like walks away and as she's walking away, she's like, oh, poor you, you know, which is like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like her like quintessential line. Um, Junior Soprano is, is in this play by Corey Stoll. Uh, I like do, him a lot. And he How does, does he do? He does a really good job. Actually, he's he's not he's not a major character, but he's not a minor character either. Like he's there definitely, and he does a very good job of doing like Dominic Chianese's like voice pretty well. Um, and he there's a part where they're talking about how he wants to play football, and he definitely he does this aside where he's like he doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete, yeah, which is yeah. like which is a big you know a line that kind of comes into play a lot in the show as well. So it was good to hear like those little things going on. Um, and, and I thought that was fun. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like, I wouldn't say it's like a total waste of time, but it just doesn't live up, I don't think, to like what you would expect from The Sopranos. And and to be fair, that's a high bar. Um, and it's harder to do that kind of thing, I think, in a two hour movie than it is over a long TV show. You know, many episodes where you're able to really delve into the characters. Um, but I did kind of feel like given that it was sort of like, eh, like average, like I, I, you know, if you were able to, you know, obviously watch it, you know, and you're not paying any money, like, yeah, absolutely go for it. But I wouldn't, (laughs) but I, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend like going to the theater and seeing and like paying money, uh, to see it. You know, what's, what's weird about this movie is maybe this is, maybe this is a lot about me, but like, I was actually kind of surprised that this was a movie that was running in theaters like this is i thought for a long time that this is what we would have called like a made for tv movie right um and it feels weird to me that you know the sopranos movie is like a big prequel movie um you know so many years later that would like that something about something about the whole thing just feels doesn't feel like a big theater release to me i don't know i agree it's a weird I, choice I totally for the agree. director too, by the way, because the director is basically a TV director, and then the movies he's done are like Thor: The Dark Thor, World, Dark World yeah. Terminator <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, you're like, but you're right. He he did like multiple episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, he did a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. Some Boardwalk like Empire that. stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's, Jackie he's, stuff. He's yeah, a he's a big director. he's a big HBO TV director. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense from the point of view that I'm sure he was very familiar with The Sopranos and had worked with David Chase before, but like. I agree. Like weird choice to direct a movie. And I totally agree with you, Paul, that it's like, this feels like, like what, what, you know, this is streaming content and, you know, I watched it streaming, but yeah, the idea that it's in the theaters as well seems very odd to me. I, um, I very much agree with you. Nish, what did you think of, cause this is kind of the reason I didn't run to go see it is like, don't really care about seventies Newark myself. Like, <laughs> sure. what did you think? Um, it was fine. Like, like, Newark. I, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they use it obviously to show the riots going on in the first half of the movie. And that's a good, th- those are good scenes. Actually. I, I will say like they, it's, it's like kind of going on in the background and then all of a sudden it's sort of all around them in, in a way. And, and I feel like that's actually done kind of well. Um, and then the second half of the movie, you know, it could be anywhere except, you know, they, they, they show a couple, you know, at one point they, you know, they show the people outside uh, Satriales, which is obviously a big um, locale for the mo- for the show. But, but that's, you know, 
didn't need to be Newark. Like, I, I don't even know if I knew a hundred percent that that was Newark in the, uh, in, in the show. Um, no, it's not there anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, funny story about that side note. Do you guys remember my old condo, the place where you used to record Podflix originally the second floor condo, the builder of that building owned the pork store. Really? And while he was there, he tore it down and built condos there. When he tore it down, he, he made sure they spent forever taking it apart brick by brick and sold every single brick to the pork store to, for, to Sopranos fans and sold them out in like a month. Smart. Smart but guy. Yes, it's, not, it's not there anymore. That's how I know. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. I. Th- there are other things that I didn't that that I kind of liked about this movie, but they really are more like they're, they're fan servicey things. They're not like they're not like grown worthy fr- fan service things, but I don't want to talk about them, you know, for spoiling stuff. Uh, I, basically. I, I stepped out for a hot minute, but, but and maybe you dove into this, but can you just give me like a. a a little bit of dive into Gandolfini's son because that was kind of the other draw here. Right? It's like, hey, I, I, it's Gandolfini's kid. Yeah, right? I, I didn't cover that actually. Um, he's good. You know, I, I think he, you know, he look he obviously looks like a young James Gandolfini for obvious reasons. Um, and he doesn't have a whole lot to do except react in a bunch of places. But like I said, that he does get that one scene with uh with Vera Farmiga playing Livia. Um, where he's really good, like in addition to her really like getting into Livia, like he has a couple of lines where he says something where it's like that's a total like Tony, like a total James Gandolfini, like 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 just his mannerisms and like the way he like tosses something off. Like it it felt very much all of a sudden like like it's like, oh, that's Tony, which is I think what they were going for. And it, I feel like that that made it work, you know, right there. I had read that he never saw the Sopranos. Yeah, that's what I had read too. So I don't know if he eventually saw it to prepare for this movie. Um, hmm. You know, that's, that's definitely possible. Cool. Yeah. Um, so would you see more of these prequel movies? Because there is at least some desire to make more. I don't know if the financials will work out, but people want to make more of these. I might. Um, I mean, I, I might still see them like, you know, it's like, again, like I, I know enough about the universe as someone who, you know, watched it and was a pretty big fan of it that like the characters do mean something to me. And I feel like they did kind of where the movie ends kind of does provide a little bit of a natural like sequel to this, but still a prequel to the overall thing, um, you know, where, where they could kind of keep a lot of the characters going. Um, there, there's kind of enough threads left over from this that would carry over to a potential next movie. And I could see that next movie being better uh, in, in some ways, quite honestly, depending on who they chose to focus on and if they were able to kind of bring more of sort of the story and, and the characterizations, especially, you know, um, psychologically of some of the characters to bear a little more. I think I think that would be useful. Does this movie commit that uh, that prequel sin of just like explaining everything in this one movie? It's like, oh, here's how, we're going to explain everything you are interested about in in The Sopranos. Right? No, it it does not do that, which is which is really good. Um, it doesn't like it. You know, it mentions the it it shows these characters who you knew existed, um, but it there's not like some secrets of like you know what like like uh 
a, like, you know, like Polly Walnuts is in this movie and it's like, it doesn't have something where it's like, and that's how Polly got his white hair, his alopecia, like, or something like it doesn't do anything like that. Um, there is one thing that it does. Um, I don't think it was anything that you were wondering about, but the character, the guy who plays Silvio, this isn't really a, a thing because I think you even see him in the trailer. Um, it makes it pretty clear that Silvio's hair throughout the Sopranos is, is a, is a piece, a, a hair piece very clear because when you first see him, he has very little hair. And then later in the movie, a few years later, he's got a lot of hair all of a sudden. Um, so they're very intentionally showing that he had a hair piece, but that's not, I don't think that's any speculation that anybody was really wondering about or anything. I think they just chose to kind of put that in. Wait, are you saying you can't get, there's no cure for baldness? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, not, not, not in 1970. There wasn't. <laughs> okay. I'll hope. say that much. That's right. There's, there's hope for you yet. And me. <laughs> well that depressed me <laughs> perfect yeah depressing way it, to go out well it was the sopranos right it should be that's right that's true maybe i should have uh ended mid-sentence 